This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. While we're going to do our normal show today, we of course will also pay homage to the 30-year history of the juggernaut that is WFAN. Lots cooking, the Mets blow chunks, the Yankees get a win, the Knicks are embarrassing themselves, and we're here. Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? You know, I'm doing good, Craig. A little tired. Our game tired. was over last night until about 10.30, so... Great game, too. Uh, it was a great game. New York City won 37-35, so thank you to everybody who came out last night. The kids played a great game. I'm sure everybody enjoyed it. Not so much the Long Island kids at the end. They lost, but uh, it was a great, great Empire Challenge last night, so I appreciate all of our sponsors as well. Interestingly enough, I listened to that opening from 2007, right? You sound young and vibrant. So I'm in the back, and I'm making myself a bagel, getting a cup of coffee, and yeah. a nice uh, police officer comes up to me and goes, you know, Mr. Esiason, can I take a picture with you? I want to send it to my son. Of course you who loves listening to you and Craig. And I said, well, that's great. Yeah, of course, I'll take a picture of, you know, whatever you need. He goes, you know, my son and I listen to you every morning. He goes, my son used to hate Craig Carton. And then he <laughs> kind of grew up. But he kind of grew Yeah, that's exactly right. He kind of grew on him and kind of grew him and he likes him. And I said, you know why? He said, no, why? Because I've humanized Craig Carton. Oh, is that what it is? That's why it is. You've taken that's him exactly. out of the gutter and you've made him a man. I basically said to everybody out there, it's okay to be a jackass every now and again. But at the end of the day, you're a good guy. you got a good heart. You brought your uh, flag football team to our game last night. So the kids had a great time. Yeah. And that's the kind of Craig Carton that I always tell people that I work with. I don't work with the, the guy that's always screaming about the Mets or the Knicks or the Jets or the Giants or whoever you're trying to insult on a given morning. So um, I just want to say, after 10 years and a 30-year anniversary, it's been great working with you. Uh, uh, well... Well, what? I guess likewise. Um, you know, I want to save all the dramatic and emotional uh, I don't want any crying. I don't want any crying Between today. you and I, because no we are crying. celebrating our 10th anniversary later this summer. Uh, this is more about the radio station, which that we saved 10 years ago. Um, and we're just ain't kidding. thrilled to be here and celebrate it <laughs> with uh, the listeners that were, some, for some reason, keeping 300 feet away from us right now. Right. Let them in. Let them enjoy the show at a much closer proximity. Whoever's security here, let them in. I mean, they're here at 6 o'clock in the morning. Tell the nice gal from inspections, we're letting all the people close to us because we want to touch them and have our spit fly out of our mouths and land on their faces while we do the show. Now, a lot of today will be They'll never wash their faces reminiscing ever again. and going back in the past and whatnot, but we have a responsibility to the audience today to do what we do. So I'll do it in no particular order. The Mets are a minor league franchise with arguably the worst general manager in the sport today. And I know you're going to stick up for Sandy Alderson. So I did a little research because I got here at a quarter to four this morning. And there was nothing to do but research. So I went back and I checked out all the genius moves that Sandy Alderson has made since he got here. I still can't find a good one. Right. The first thing Sandy Alderson no, no, no did. No, Syndergaard move wasn't a good move. Signing Cespedes was not a good move. Syndergaard's doing a lot to help the Mets. I mean, what are you going to do? There's nothing you could do about the those first, things. You, know, you, you are you're blaming you know the a guy for things that are out of his control. I researched it. The very first thing that uh, Sandy Olsen did 
was give a broken down David Wright $128 million guaranteed over seven years. Oh, you are killing it, Sandy. Right? He is, so that's his fault that David no. Wright basically has back, shoulder, knee. He has shoulder, been knee, here for seven all years. All sorts of issues. And the mess he inherited is now the same mess. Seven years later, we are exactly where we started with the New York Mets. You know what's going to be the real test of Sandy Alderson this Ugats. year? Now, I'll tell you what the real test for him will be this year. Will be the trading deadline and the assets he's able to require or acquire right. when he starts making trades. Because the Mets will be sellers. I'm not so sure that other than Jay Bruce and Neil Walker that they have, uh, you know, the assets that you would like to think that will bring some quality players back or re-fortify somebody in the in the uh you know or some of the teams in the in the minors but all i can tell you is that two years he got him he got him to the world series got him to the wild card last year now unfortunately because of all the injuries garbage now his whole job description changes and it's now it's about rebuilding for the future right. and eventually they'll get uh, ahmed rosario up here he will be an everyday player let's hope so right well sooner or later he will so but that's, that's unfortunately for him mm -hmm. now his job description changes significantly because this team is not winning they're not going to be buyers they're going to be sellers we all know that they've just been hammered i mean into the ground out in los angeles these last three games well, it is ugly it is not good and no, it's not competitive and now, and now you got wheeler on the 10-day dl with stiff yeah, another pitcher goes out. If you miss it, Zach Wheeler's out for 10 days. It'll become 20 before you blink. Then, of course, you have the Knicks and Phil Jackson. While I know he plays the role of I'm a really smart guy, and let's be honest, in an NBA locker room, it ain't hard to be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> um, you, know, you, you, you know, three Gosh. silver words there cause trouble. Yes. Um, he's a moron. Okay. He uh, came out yesterday and he said, I, I communicate with Porzingis without words. They're like, well, you haven't talked to him since he blew off the exit meeting and went to Latvia, and um, there's been no communication. He goes, no, no, we communicate without words. Telepathically? Yeah, how, how and this is how they communicate. Phil Jackson announces that they're looking to trade him, and Porzingis' his brother says he wants to be a Nick. That they it's almost like, like a divorcing couple that will no longer speak to each other but they'll speak through their lawyers. Excuse me, uh, will you tell her that she's, she's killing me? Oh yeah, will you tell him that he's got a small penis? You know, and that's how they communicate without actually speaking to one another. Okay. The New York Knicks have become a bigger joke than they were under Derek Fisher, under Isaiah Thomas. All right, all right, let's, let's, and um, it's all Phil Jackson's fault. And he makes me feel sorry for Jim Dolan, who for some reason has decided to be abused every day of the week without doing nothing about I, it. I would tell you that. Phil I feel ja bad for that guy. Compared to Phil Jackson. I feel bad for myself. Compared to Phil Jackson, Sandy Alderson is the GM of the decade. I would agree with that. That's right, how and, bad and, it is. And here's the thing. Uh, the, a couple things that he did say yesterday. I think they're tweaking Porzingis. I think they're putting him on blast. They're throwing him out there because, as Phil Jackson said, and I do agree with this. He's a lazy the, European, is that what he said? In the 25 years that he's been involved with the NBA, I guess, there has been never a player that has walked out on his exit Stop. meetings. Stop, that, But that's what I'm just saying. That's what right. he said. Come on. So if, in so fact— Hold on, hold on. So he's saying because Porzingis didn't go to the exit meeting, he sent out— the word that he was unhappy, therefore making him couldn't eligible believe it, couldn't believe to be traded. Couldn't believe how disrespectful a second-year player was in this situation. Yeah, the situation around the Knicks, as I was saying yesterday, was tough. 
but Porzingis does have a responsibility as an NBA player who is paid to actually go to his exit uh, um, interview. The fact that he left is well, my agree with that part of it, That's but Phil mind Jackson's mind. got no credibility with us as yeah. fans. But I think what he's doing now is he's basically putting Porzingis on blast, and he's actually embarrassing the young man. Well, now we now. And I don't want to hear about this other crap about oh, you know, this is an NBA player. You can't treat us like this. Blah 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 blah. The other thing too, and the bad news is that you know supposedly he's saying Carmelo wants to stay in New York. That he is does. bad news. That is totally bad news. The Knicks have to do whatever it takes to get rid of Carmelo. If that means doing the stretch provision and buying him out and letting him go somewhere else, then that's what you do. I don't care what you do. You just got to get him out of here. You got to start over. And I think he's part of the problem. Now, Phil Jackson's another part of the problem, but Carmelo Anthony is the biggest part of the problem. And until you move on from him, you're going to get stuck and you're well, going to continue to see losing so basketball. So you got all that. You got the NBA draft tonight, which should be interesting. And if there's ever a good day to have Kenny Atkinson on from the Nets, uh, and Brett Yormark, it would be uh, the day of the NBA draft when they've obviously made a trade that they think they're not going to talk about when they get here because it's not official. We'll be talking about it. Vince Carter is going to join us. Um, Calvin H. Clutterbuck, not sure why we're doing that, but he's going to join us. Uh, former WFN talk shows, uh, the sweater, Russ Salzburg, is going to come by and say what up. And uh, Chael Sonnen and some hot girls from Bellator are going to come out here. And uh, they're going to grind all over Jerry Recco and I don't know exactly what else, but That's gonna be it's going to be very hot. Now, hmm. 30 years ago, WFAN started as a radio station. And most people do not remember who was on the air 30 years ago because they all failed miserably, of course. And the station was about a week away from folding. Really? Yep. And then they decided to uh, bring Don Imus in and the station was saved. And then, you know, 30 years later, he said something stupid, thank God. And uh, we got 20 years later. 20 years later, and that's how we got the job. But if you go back... I would say he said a lot of things stupid. In the annals of WFAN, and yes. I know they're going to try to capture them with some you know, poorly conceived uh, top-of-the-hour <laughs> vignettes with no real beginning or end. Um, we got here in uh, September of 2007, and against all odds, against uh, many people working against us, trying to guarantee that we would have no success without any promotion from the other on-air people. With money, most people suggesting that the type of show we do did not have a place on WFAN. They stink! Like that. <laughs> Somehow, someway, the fine people of New York embrace what we do, although it took them a few months, and uh, we're blessed to be here 10 years later and to be a whatever small part of the 30-year history that WFAN is. So it's a celebration... It's almost, you know, it's, it's like, though, like in August, we're having a party for ourselves. But we decided to do it off the air. Right. We're going to Borgata. We're having a big club night. We're going to drink until we can't drink anymore. We're going to dance. We're going to probably take off our shirts and pretend we're on a boat with Odell Beckham Jr. and think that we look good when we don't. And we're going to celebrate amongst our people at Borgata. This is a very public spectacle of 30 years of WFAN, right? Yes, it is. So it's one that has to be, I think, acknowledged, <clears throat> honored to a certain extent, and embraced, right? That's right. So how would you like to do that? Hmm. I haven't really thought about it. You have not no, thought No, I have not. It. I figured that we're here at uh, Grand Central Terminal. 
uh, one of the great buildings in New York City. And I figured that by our presence here on television, yeah. in this building with all the fans that will show up throughout the day, There'll be a lot I, think of it's the best, I think it's the best way to do it. There are always a lot of people yes. here. Yes. And I think just taking stock of who's here thus far, we have a guy in a Met jersey. We have my main man wearing a What Is Up shirt. He gets a picture and an autograph yes, for sure. Yes. We have a Dallas Cowboy fan. We have a Jim Kerr fan for some reason. We have another Met fan and a Ranger fan. I'm checking you out, Biggs. I know what you're all about. And then we have some random people here who have nothing else to do. So <laughs> right. we will do our show. We'll take all your calls on the Mets' brutality, on the Knicks embarrassing themselves. And the New York Yankees, if you want to check the papers out today, I know you got to bed late. I was looking at the standings this morning, and it's funny when you guys yesterday were saying, I wonder if the Yankees will ever touch first place again. Well, they're in first place all by themselves this morning. Mm. Yet again, <laughs> late June, the New York Yankees are back in first place. They, they, better, they, better, they better figure out what to do with Tyler Clippard right now, though. And they bring Clippard back in the game again. Yes, they try to get him a quick, easy, no-pressure inning. And again, he sucks. Well, so how know, about we stop using him? I, I as mean, just I, a I, I, I understand the, the use of the word sucks. I, 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 and I know how you like to use that a lot. I love the word um, sucks. I, it's a pretty harsh word. Like, in your you know, there life. were a lot of games earlier in the season that he actually you know, played really well in and helped the team win. I, forget you, I guess you forgot about those games. Now it's only about the last three games in which he's obviously sucked. Again, like you said. solid word. Right, exactly. Well, I was Very about solid this word. This morning when That's was... how you deliver things. It's not so much yeah. that you know people will disagree with you, but they do disagree with the way that you may deliver I things. I disagree with that because there's no way that any man can ever talk about a third person and use the term sucks and it be negative. Right? Uh, I'm not really sure. Well, you where say, you're like, going. if you say he sucks, yeah. well, it's not bad for you. No, it's not. Yeah, because he sucks. sucks. Right, yeah. If you say she sucks, that's not good. Again, I don't know how that's bad for you. As I was that. in the back, I said, you know, Craigie doesn't suck. It's been 10 years, you would know. And I, exactly. Boomerang Carton on the fan. Al Dukes is here. Jerry Recco is here. Eddie's back in the studio. You blow. They blow. <laughs> Everybody sucks. That's the world sucks. See? <laughs> See? Boomer. Boomer's been on top of it right. from Jump Street now. <laughs> yes. Boomer, before we take our first break and get an update here, is there a moment in the last 30 years on this radio station that sticks out more to you than other moments? Do you have a fond memory of the fan as a listener, a, a guest, or a host? Memory. Listener, guest, or host? Anything a stick out? fond memory. No. Not even our first show together? Well, I mean, I, I'd listen to it. It sounds very similar to what we do today. We, do, we just sound a lot younger. Yes. We sound well, younger I, and healthier and more vibrant. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say that's I'll the case? I'll tell you, I, I, I actually had uh, one issue with Mike Francesa when I did work with Mike and Chris on Friday afternoons yep. when I was the Jet quarterback, and it was during the Richie Kotite time. So there was a lot to be extremely critical about and to be downright nasty. Thing? Yeah, and that's when Mike uh, compared Leon Hess to the, ca the character Arthur. By Dudley Moore, By right. Dudley Moore, yeah. And I got heir to a wealthy... Right, and I kind of got very, very upset at that. Yes. And that was the, the only time that I really ever got mad at them because I, I just felt like they got really too personal and that I think Mike probably felt... I, I, don't, I can't speak for him. I, Clam up! With it. Right, exactly. But I remember that. I remember hanging up that phone being so angry. Right. And we were in the middle of a terrible year and it was just awful and I, and I got it. I, I understood all the criticism that was coming and all that stuff, so that was fine. 
But when he likened Leon Hess to Dudley Moore's character, Arthur, I, I really got upset. Really upset. The only time they ever really got upset on this station. Boomer and Carton on the fan. We'll get your remember. calls. We'll do some reminiscing. We have some uh, guests coming on throughout the day to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the radio station. The tiny town of the kilowatts here. Being him. <laughs> Look at that. Look at him. That's Look a leader right there. There he is. Hi, leader. Hi, leader. Hi, how are you? We're acknowledging your greatness. Thank God Mark Mason started this whole thing. You got a new shirt? <laughs> no, he I'm the yes. tiny tot of the kilowatt. Yes, you are. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.